An accounting error at the Pentagon overvalued U.S. aid sent to Ukraine by $3 billion. Reuters cited two defense officials who said weapons taken from the U.S. military stock had been assigned a much higher value than they should have been. The officials also say there are inconsistencies in how the equipment sent to Ukraine has been valued. The error could result in the U.S. sending more weapons to help in the war against Russia. Welcome to the BCP podcast, the unfiltered edition. I am your host, James, a.k.a. BCP. Hope you had a great weekend. You know that this accounting error by the Pentagon wasn't an accounting error at all when you have national security advisor, deep state actor, Jake Sullivan on CNN trying to justify it, saying, oh, don't... Don't misunderstand what's happening here. This is just an accounting error which allows us warmongers to fund even more warmongering. There was this very bizarre admission from the Pentagon this week uh, of an accounting error uh, that suggested that the U.S. has at least $3 billion that it didn't know it had that it can use for Ukraine aid. That's a hell of an accounting error, um, and it provides a lot of fodder to critics of USAID to Ukraine and critics who say there's not enough oversight going on. Um, are you concerned about this accounting error? Well, one thing I just want to make clear, that is not money that went out the, dis the door and disappeared. That is not uh, a waste of that $3 billion. It is simply a tally of how much military equipment we have given them. And the way that the Pentagon was counting it was, what's the replacement cost for the equipment we provide rather than just the actual cost of that equipment. Once you make that adjustment, it turns out we have an additional $3 billion that we can spend uh, to provide even more weapons to Ukraine. Ukraine, the biggest money laundering operation we've ever seen right before our eyes. I mean, right before our eyes, more and more money to Ukraine, more aid to Ukraine, the warmongers, the military-industrial complex, the men, the shadowy players funding and behind wars were totally ticked off the last 60, well, two years ago, they really ticked off that the previous four years before that, Trump wasn't making them money. So they rigged the election, got in Joe Biden, who is entangled with Ukraine, and now we're sending a whole bunch of money there, money that is being used to promote war, death, destruction, etc. At the same time, a lot of that money is coming right back into the pockets of the Bidens and other Republican and Democrat legislators. It's one big money laundering operation. And it continues more money to Ukraine given by Joe Biden. So funny, this accounting error, of course, was not an error, it was all planned, all by design. Miscalculate it, get X amount of money to give to Ukraine, miscalculate that money so that later you can give more money because of the supposed accounting error that you had already factored in before to make sure that the war machine can continue to be greased. And just like that, yesterday in Hiroshima, more money over the weekend to Ukraine, courtesy of the fake president, Joe Biden. 
President Biden announcing an additional $375 million military aid package for Ukraine. The president meeting with President Volodymyr Zelensky at the G7 summit in Japan yesterday, promising the U.S. will stand by Ukraine's side in its war effort. All right, folks, now prepare yourself for this next part. Brett Baer reporting on Fox News. The ridiculous analogy comparison that Zelensky is making between what he is suffering and his people in Ukraine, trying to equate that to the suffering of Hiroshima? Yeah, I know, it's hard to believe. But, you know, a lot of people are stupid and don't know history. As Zelensky compares destruction in his country to Hiroshima. I'm here in Hiroshima so that the world can hear the Ukrainian call for unity from here. Instead of cities, there is a scorched wasteland. Instead of houses, only rubble. And we dream of rebuilding all our cities that are now in ruins and every village where not a single house is left intact after Russian strikes. Absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't even begin to explain this comparison by Zelensky. Now, if we go, we don't know how many Ukrainian casualties there have been in Bakhmut because Zelensky and Kiev haven't released those numbers. But according to the aforementioned and seen Jake Sullivan, a liar, but let's just pretend his numbers are correct. He says that Russia has suffered more than 100,000 casualties since December fighting in Bakhmut, okay? These are numbers from a few weeks ago. He said that of those 100,000 casualties, 20,000 soldiers were killed in combat and 80,000 are wounded. Now, when we dig into those numbers uh, a little bit more, you'll recall that these numbers are coming from the, these are the casualties from the Russian side with the Wagner mercenaries being the brunt of those casualties. Mercenaries. A lot of these guys are convicts and what have you. Now, if we actually look at Hiroshima and the bombing there, well, we don't have the exact number, but we know that 100,000 plus civilians were killed. And that number varies widely. I'm going to show you here that this was a security clearance hearing for Oppenheimer in 1954. And he was questioned on the number of casualties. Well, 1954, that number was at 70,000. They asked Oppenheimer about it, and he said he had terrible moral scruples about the 70,000 that he killed. By the way, Christopher Nolan has a movie about Oppenheimer coming out this summer. I don't plug Hollywood movies. I know a lot of you guys are anti-Hollywood. I'm going to go see that movie. Christopher Nolan is an excellent filmmaker. It's historical. I'd like to see what he has to show on on Oppen, about Oppenheimer and the entire building of the facilities of scientists and the community so they can build the atomic bomb. But back in 1954, that number was at, at 70,000. And then later we have a low number of 110,000. Uh, let's see, the, the low number 
uh, was 110,000. Yeah, 110,000 when you can combine Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But let's just go with Hiroshima number 70,000 on the low end and on the high end, 140,000. Civilians, because a, an atomic bomb was dropped on them. And to compare that to 100,000 mercenaries killed on the Russian side. And once again, we don't know the Ukrainian side because Kiev won't give us the number. It's all, of course, warmongering propaganda to get more money. After falling for 43 seconds, the time and barometric triggers started the firing mechanism. A uranium bullet fired down a barrel into a uranium target. Together, they started a nuclear chain reaction. Solid matter began to come apart, releasing untold quantities of energy. Okay, folks, the thing I want to show you is that uh, Chuck Todd over on NBC Meet the Press yesterday surprised even me with his take or his idea of what should be the next move now that the Durham report has, and of course the Durham report, by the way, it was still a joke, right? First of all, it comes years later. There are no indictments attached to it. No mention of how U.S. allies in U.K. and other countries also meddled in helping Hillary Clinton with her false narrative of Russian collusion. That stuff was omitted. So it it, 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 it was a watered-down report. But yet, the nevertheless, it is evidence slash proof of what we've already known that this entire thing was manufactured by the Clinton campaign. And I was actually surprised to hear Chuck Todd say that there should be, well, let me just play you the clip. Look, trust in the FBI is eroding left and right. Um, feels like we're in the moment that we need a real church committee, that this is a moment like J when the J. Edgar Hoover FBI clearly was no longer helping the American people. There was a moment. This feels like we might be in one of those moments. Wow. Chuck Todd? for the idea of a church committee because of the Durham report? Honestly, I didn't think anyone at NBC would go that far. Um, feels like we're in the moment that we need a real church committee. And of course, the biggest crime in 2016 was election interference. Election interference that went on to be interference and treason against the duly elected president, Donald Trump, in 2016, and then the rigging of the election in 2020 and 2022, and they're going to do it again in 2024. Here's Katie McFarlane on Fox Business talking about the plan that started in 2016 and is going to continue forward. None of these treasonous, traitorous rat bastards have paid any price for their acts of treason. They are emboldened now more than ever. And unfortunately, folks, I don't have any positive news to give you that 
shows me that they are not going to rig the election in 2024. We are going to have a revolution, a civil war, a civil conflict. Something's got to give, folks. It's naive to think that they are not at least going to try. It's a foregone conclusion they're going to try in 2024. They were successful just last year in 2022, once again, with no consequences. Are they going to be successful in 2024? And if they are, what's going to be done about it? Anyhow, here's Katie McFarland, uh, formerly of the Trump administration, talking about all of this on Fox Business. We now have black and white evidence that the FBI interfered in the 2016 election. And then when they failed to get their candidate elected, Hillary Clinton, then they just set out to destroy the Trump administration. So then go back, go up to 2020. It was the CIA this time that got involved in the 2020 election with those 51 former intel agents who talked about the Hunter Biden laptop as total Russian disinformation. Mm. So they've gotten away with it for two elections. They're for sure going to get away with it, try to get away with it in 24, right? Because there's no consequence. Now, for those who think I'm being too pessimistic, okay, okay, valid. I'm just trying to be a realist here. I want President Trump to win in 2024. He won in 2020. Carrie Lake won in 2022 in Arizona. Neither Carrie Lake is in the governor's mansion, nor is President Trump in the Oval Office. Yeah, we've got proof now. But seriously, folks, haven't we had proof and evidence way back since 2016 of all of this malfeasance and nothing has happened? The difference is in 2024, the evidence is there. We now have the Durham investigation. We have all the congressional investigations. There is now hard evidence that there was election interference by the U.S. intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice. They've got to be terrified. Those individuals have to be terrified that a Republican president comes in in the 2024 election with a Republican attorney general, investigates them and charges them all with the crimes they've committed over the last eight years. They are terrified. That's why they're not going to allow President Trump to come in and have a Republican attorney general. Well, we'll see about that. You're right. There are questions around these elections because of this interference. Do you think there will be election interference then in 24? Take it to the bank. They will absolutely interfere in 2024. We're not sure how, but they will absolutely interfere, not only because they're not going to like whoever the Republican candidate is, but because they're going to protect their own hides. That's why they were talking to their own people, and the whistleblowers have brought this up, that they were told, don't put anything on paper, just tell us orally. They right. knew that they were doing stuff wrong. They knew that they yeah. were going to be liable for prosecution. Now, let's be clear here, folks, what this conversation between Mar- Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business and Katie Farland has to do with is election interference. You know, the FBI pushing f- false Russia, Russia collusion, the CIA and other intelligence uh, officials present and past, uh, 51 of them saying, oh, yeah, this has uh, this Hunter Biden has all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. As bad as election interference is, and the propaganda is, that's not what won or lost the elections recently. It was election rigging. It was actual crimes of changing the results 
not just changing and influencing uh, the opinions of voters. We'll get to that in a second. Let me wrap up here with uh, more insight from KT McFarlane. I never thought I would be this upset about how anybody in the government was performing, but this is just a gut punch to the American people. It, it really is, and it's because you're a patriot. You don't want to see this kind of injustice. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't say this is a gut punch because a gut punch would be something sudden and a, a total, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming or so painful. But this has been like, this has been like a, a slow, this has been like torture. We, uh, this is death by, by a thousand cuts. And this is the 98th cut. 998th cut, excuse me. It's just added to, add that to the piles of evidence and gut punches we've had previously. All right, let's go and check in with Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake with Steve Bannon and the War Room. Actually, before we go there, before we go there, let me show you what President Trump truthed out yesterday to, 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 to conclude this portion of my report. They spotted my campaign, rigged the 2020 presidential election, weaponized the DOJ and FBI, and yet they continue to go after me instead of the criminals that did all of these things. Because I am fighting for you and leading Biden and everyone else in the polls. It's called election interference, and it is totally illegal. It is totally illegal, and it will continue. Once again, not to beat a dead horse, but that's because there have been no consequences. Carrie Lace, the legitimate governor of Arizona, and she said she was going to throw down hard and, and declare an invasion using the Constitution, declare an invasion of the great state of Arizona and thwart that, put uh, Biden on notice, also designate the cartels as terrorist organizations. Carrie Lake, can you give us a summary of uh, this court? Uh, it, by the way, it was mesmerizing television, if nothing else. It was just incredible. The evidence put forward is really jaw-dropping. So can you give the audience just an assessment of where we stand in this? All right. Like I said, let's get into Carrie Lake and the stolen election in Arizona. This is the segment from this morning's War Room with Stephen K. Bannon, in which Carrie Lake broke down the three-day trial that was had last week in Arizona over the aforementioned stolen elections in the midterms of 2022. Yeah, well, thank you for having me this morning, Steve. It was. My attorneys did a great job. Um, we've proven time and time again in court that not only did they sabotage Election Day, you know, we proved this way back in, in December by printing the wrong image on the ballot so that half of the ballots would spit out and be rejected on Election Day. But we've also now proven that their mail-in ballot play is a joke as well, because signature verification, that security feature of mail-in ballots is not being done. We proved in court using the county's own data that 274,000 ballots were so-called signature verified in less than three seconds. And we proved that 70,000 mail-in ballots had their signatures verified in less than two seconds. And we saw the video of the drone sitting there like this, just tapping on his keyboard, not even scrolling through to compare signatures. 
When you do a signature verification, you got to compare signatures. You can't do that by just hitting one button. You have to scroll up. And they're not doing that to the tune of more than a quarter of a, of a million of ballots that they just threw in and counted anyway. Carrie Lake is referring to what I showed and covered on episode 335 of BCP Unfiltered. How, and that's why I, I, I put down, watch how this one man stole the Arizona election for Katie Hobbs because the amount of votes that that one man signature verified, that one man alone, in less than a second, two seconds, didn't even verify. Uh, that's the whole point. He didn't verify. You had to go and look at the signature, scroll down and compare the scripture below. He was just pressing okay, okay, okay without actually scrolling down and verifying it. And that one man alone did it to the tune of more votes than the number of votes that supposedly Katie Hobbs won the election, the gubernatorial race in Arizona last year. Just in case you didn't hear it and see it, here's a quick snippet of my report from episode 335 uh, back uh, on, uh, what date was that? That was on the 18th, so uh, Thursday. A new video reveals the truth about Maricopa County's fraudulent signature verification by showing a signature verification worker approving million ballot signatures in less than two seconds each. The employee does not even appear to be looking at the signatures, but instead clicking the mouse and accepting them at a rapid speed of close to one second each. This one individual verified almost 27,000 signatures in total. According to data from the county, nearly 240,000 ballots were signature verified in less than three seconds each. Wow. Apparently, we've got the Usain Bolt of signature verifiers sitting there in Maricopa <laughs> County, you know, just speed demoning through it. Wow. Let me uh, show you uh, this video. That's a 90 second uh, signature verification process where you're going to see one person on the left verifying signatures about as fast as they can load. Compare that to the person to their right sitting next to them who is taking their time and more methodically actually verifying the signatures. It's there on tape, folks. I'm showing it to you. This tape is obviously, in, this video is internal monitoring and security video and oversight video from Arizona. So the question you, you would ask, Steve Bannon asked the question, how, how did Arizona possibly defend this man and others just quickly verifying the signatures and not doing their job? The answer should come as no surprise. There was no defense. So they did what Marxists do. They went for the character assassination tactic and then you know another interesting did, did, thing did, that we did, hold on but hang on but hang on hang, hang, did they really put up and i realize i'm biased in this i'm, I'm partisan but did they really put i i do weigh and measure these things did they really put up a, a compelling defense did you believe on that topic I thought they had a no, they had a horrible defense. I mean, you knew it right away when they came in and, and our incredible expert witness who is world-renowned when it comes to handwriting, signature verification, world-renowned. When they came in and they spent their entire time cross-examining him, trying to uh, attack him and 
tear apart his reputation. You know, when you've lost the argument, you go for the slander part of it, right? You start attacking someone personally. And right then I went, wow, they have nothing. They can't refute the evidence because the evidence came from them. We use their own evidence to show that they are approving ballots in zero seconds. I mean, it takes a full second to load an image. It takes a full second. And they had people approving these in two seconds. This is crazy. This is all a show to make the voters in Arizona think that we have really tightly run elections when, in fact, they are a complete sham. A sham, all right. Not just in Arizona, unfortunately, with the fake president, Joe Biden, in the Oval Office. Everyone can obviously see that our elections at the state level and the national level were just nothing but a big old banana republic. But folks, what Carrie Lake says next, this surprised me. As low as they are and as conniving as they are, I was actually surprised that they allowed this next thing to happen. This next thing that you're hearing alone should be enough to turn this over to Carrie Lake. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to be, but check this out. This was mind-boggling when I heard about this. We found out that 99 people, Steve, were approved to, to uh, approve signatures behind closed doors, including people like Bill Gates and Stephen Richard. They could be sitting at home in their underwear approving ballots with no observation. So they have this behind-the-scenes squad with no observers, nobody watching. They had almost 100 people able to do the signature verifications at home with no oversight, no video to, to for that. For, like, we had this other video of this gentleman because he was doing it there in, in, in where they had or surveillance. They had over 100 people allowed to do this at home. Oh, of course, you always hear about the left going, oh, what about security and safety? Of course, that's all the sham when they say things like that. 99 people doing ver uh, signature verifications from home. But that wasn't all. They also had certain tactics that went into play on election day. Additional tactics having to do with the signature verifications. Because we know on election day, of course, they had the wrong scans. They had the machines breaking down. They were targeting precincts on voting day for in-person voters. But they also had more skullduggery and conniving actions on that day having to do with signature verification. And then they sent home the um, signature verifiers early on uh, during the main um, during the election. When during the primary, they were working double shifts trying to get through all of the signature verification. During the main uh, election, the general election, these signature verifiers thought it was really interesting that they were sending them home early when there were literally hundreds of thousands of ballots and mail ballots to go through, and yet they were going home early. Not just election interference from the CIA and FBI, but actual election rigging at the county level. I mean, they were really thorough on this, folks. 99 people at home and then sending them home early on election day. Oh, they were there for the primaries to set everything up. But once the actual day came in, everything fell apart for the voters of Arizona. 
And maybe that's when the uh, the backroom squad moved in and started doing their pecking on the keyboard. And this is outrageous. We have a sham of elections. We've proven it time and time again in court. We've proven that election day is run like a third world nation intentionally. We've proven that their mail-in ballots are a joke. We've proven that the machines weren't working. And what we need right now is for a courageous judge to give the people of this great state some relief because we are at wit's end. Now, some of you, rightfully so, rightfully so, I can take constructive criticism, are going to say that I've been a negative Nancy. Thinking that, you know, because I'm saying here, folks, I'm just trying to be a realist. I wish I could give you the warm and fuzzies. I want the warm and fuzzies that President Trump is going to be back in the Oval Office in 2025. I'm cautiously optimistic, but that optimism is really just based on hope and faith that the right thing will finally be done by us. Because there has, there's no evidence that that's, that's going to happen. But if we can get a win in Arizona, man, that would go a long way to bolstering my faith and hope that we'll get President Trump back in the Oval Office in 2025. And as Carrie Lake says, it just takes one judge, one judge to give the state relief to, 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 to rule in their favor, to make the right rulings. Let's hope and pray that that happens. All right, folks, we're just starting the week off. Got a lot more reporting for you. The BCP Unfiltered Show will come to you Monday through Friday. And as you see, if we miss a day during the week, we'll make it up for you on the weekend. Hope you caught the weekend report. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, big hug, God bless. Thank you for your support. And please uh, further support us by uh, picking up some uh, some merchandise down below, mugs, t-shirts, sweatshirts, sweaters, etc. We have a graphic designer working on other things as well. There will be more merch, but uh, help us out with what we've got going on right now. And for those of you that want an update uh, on what's going on, this show, like I said, five days a week, you're paying for it. Thank you for your support. There will be shortened uh, versions of it on Rumble so people can get a taste of what the show is. And if they like it, they can come here uh, and get the full episode. For instance, I will probably have the first half of this episode uh, on Rumble, but not the latter half. So that that's what I'm planning at this moment. We'll see what happens. And uh, just found out that, not just found out, was hoping that the bit of ad revenue that I did earn on YouTube before they cut me off, that they would have uh, at least paid that out to me. And no, uh, now uh, YouTube not only has, have they cut me off of their system, they've actually robbed me of earned ad revenue that they are not paying me. So the battle continues. Appreciate your support. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, Gotta give us what we need.